0: It's the Sean Pittman Show. Together we can change the world, make a better future for our boys and girls. The Sean Pittman Show, providing information that we need to know, giving us the power that we need to stand, positioning ourselves to lend a help hand. So let's. show on One Gems, where we talk about politics sports entertainment and business here's your host Sean Pittman. good morning good morning welcome to the show hope everybody had a great great week uh, wow historic week which we'll talk a, a little bit more about later but uh, look the confirmation uh, and swearing in of judge uh, now justice I'm sorry of justice. Jackson Um, we'll talk some more about that but I know everybody's been feeling uh, some kind of way I mean I was rolling down the street listening to uh, Ice Cube today was a good day on the couple days that uh, well the confirmation and the swearing in so somebody kept their campaign promise and that ought to be a message to everybody out there that campaign promises can be kept Uh, President Biden said he would appoint a black female as the next justice of the Supreme Court. He said that throughout his campaign. And by golly, that (laughs) gummit. He kept his campaign promise so it can be done, y'all. So next time uh, somebody knocks on your door or sends you a text and asks for a vote, ask them what they're going to do. And uh, see if they'll keep that promise Because now we know promises can be kept Speaking of promises On the show today uh, We are uh, joining in on the celebration Of 10 years in existence For the Big Ben Minority Chamber And a promise that they made 10 years ago uh, Of their intrusion And inf- infusion of well, of helping uh, black businesses and women-owned businesses grow in this area, uh, and they've been doing that. So today, we have on the show uh, the president of Big Ben Minority Chamber, uh, Mr. Antonio Jefferson. Y'all know him because he's been, his face has been everywhere, particularly because of the, the, the event they had last week, um, their annual meeting where they gave Uh, Significant awards to people who are helping them with their mission and people who in their own right are doing the deal. They're actually growing. They're uh, African-American, black-American or a woman-owned business that uh, has been around and thriving and, you know what, putting the ladder down. And allowing others to climb up So, y'all help me, listeners, in welcoming um, Mr. Antonio Jefferson uh, on the show today How you doing, man? Good morning, Sean <laughs> It's always weird to have you on the show, man <laughs> Only because, you, you know, you're such a good friend of mine And, you know, looking <laughs> across at you, trying to be serious is really, really hard But <laughs> It is hard, it is hard it But is hard. this is a very serious matter uh, And you've been working hard at it As the president of this chamber And I got a chance to obviously attend the event Uh, Tell us about why this annual meeting is so important And why this particular one was so significant
1: So this year's meeting represented 10 years Of the Big Bend Minority Chamber of Commerce Being in this community in our region And special moment uh, as you think about How long the typical African American business, African American led owned businesses last. Uh, And we made 10 years. You know, when we started 10 years ago, you know, I had my doubts uh, as coming in as a board member of whether we could survive, Uh, looking at the history of the other organization that represents women and minority owned businesses and the struggles they had. Uh, I just, you know, just hard to believe. But because we had such great board members, many of which are founding board members who have continued with us, uh, it's been an amazing journey. And we've been had impact on issues relative to women and minority owned businesses. And, um, And I'm proud to say this year's annual meeting really meant a lot. And the people that we honored were specifically selected because they've helped us. Uh, They've been representative of us uh, during this 10-year journey.
0: Yeah, I I thought it was an amazing event. Well attended. You guys, you, you never had problems filling a room, and that has its benefits. Talk to us about, you know, as the president today, what would you tell if you could go back 10 years and you could talk to... Uh, All the founding members in that period, what would you tell the the brand new Big being Minority Chamber? What would you go
1: back and tell them that would help them move along further? Sure. I would tell them that 10 years from now, you'll look back on this journey and realize that you've been impactful, that you have made a statement as it relates to your representation of the women and minority owned businesses that we have represented. I will say to them that 10 years from now, you'll be recognized for the grassroots efforts that you've taken in all of the counties in which the, this chamber will serve. I would also say to them that you'll be well respected uh, in the community as being a real voice for women and minority-owned businesses, and I, and I think that we, every promise that was made in our founding was kept. And I think this journey has only been as a result of the hard work of these board members and the commitment of the many corporate sponsors that have come along this journey who believed in our mission and who have invested seriously in this mission and allowed us to execute all of the programs and opportunities that we've made available for women and minority-owned businesses in the region.
0: You know, I want to get to some of the people you gave awards to uh, in in a little bit. But for the people out there who wonder, why do you need a chamber to help women in minority owned businesses? I mean, what's the take us where where does it connect, right? I mean, where does the rubber meet the road that proves what you're saying uh, that there is a real
1: purpose and a real. Well, what do you say that that, that is really needed? Sure. Well, Sean, what I would say to you is is that African American, specifically, uh, families start and have been uh, well beneath uh, white families uh, as it relates to their wealth. Ten times difference between Back to the wealth two disparities. Birth. Right, the <laughs> yeah. wealth disparities. Well, and if you think about it, the first investor in a business comes from you and your family the first investors. So if you're 10 times less than average white families then the likelihood of you having the financial capacity to be able to be the first investor in yourself or in a family member's business, that is the challenge. So I would say to you that a chamber is needed because there are voids in those opportunities between someone conceiving an idea of a business and making that a reality. And this chamber and chambers, I guess in general, would, would fill that role of helping them move that business idea from concept to reality. But also, after it's moved to reality, they need a support system. They need a network of people. And in this chamber has supported and fulfilled the mission of making the connection between other similarly situated uh, women and minority-owned businesses in our community so that they learn from each other. We also had the wonderful opportunity across the years to bring in others from around the nation to talk about how to be successful because we know that many, many, too many black businesses fail. Uh, We know too many minority businesses as an overall fail in the first 5 years. So what I would say to you is is that this chamber is kind of the bridge from opportunity, right? From desire and making that connection point and then being able to support uh, that business as you move forward, or those businesses as we move forward. You know, it, it's so easy for, for women and minority-owned businesses the, not to be looked at, not to be appreciated. And because of, and, and specifically in the case of African-American-owned businesses, you know, they can't walk in a bank and say, hey, uh, you know, I've got a business idea, I've got a business plan, I want you to take the risk. You know, the standard for the bank to get involved in that is is much higher. But what we've been able to do is leverage relationships with corporate partners, government, uh, financial institutions to help them realize that these businesses start from a different place. And if you're willing to take a little extra risk we're willing to try to fill the void of helping them build capacity of knowledge of how to run a business so that both parties win. The, the person that took the, the financial risk that wasn't invested in a business, as well as the, the, the proprietor or the entrepreneur that decided to take that, that risk of, of forming that business and making it a reality.
0: Well, congratulations on Surviving ten years. Uh, congratulations on an amazing event um, to to celebrate that accomplishment and to celebrate people um, who align with that vision. Uh, you talk a lot about the, the helping businesses grow, the support. And uh, the connectivity But one of the things that you've done That I find to be really significant Is the advocacy piece I mean you have been a great advocate For businesses You've been a voice for businesses That that, that, that have not had a voice in the past Right And not just a voice that just talks But a voice that talks in the right rooms A voice that has the ability to open doors And, and give that message to someone Who who can make a decision Or has a vote <laughs> (laughs) Uh, You've been uh, incredibly able to do that And when you talk about Where people start So, and Don Peoples was on the show last weekend. Something he said that was just so incredible, and I think it fits where you're going. And that is, you know, he talked up he he used an analogy of a race racing in the Indy 500 or the Daytona uh, 500, whatever one of those. I, I don't do that, so I don't know. But he talked about one racer going around the track 450 times before another racer could even start. And he talked about how that racer that just started. Will never catch up with that other racer if there's not some help, right? The inequity of that is analogous to the way things have been in America, right? 400 years of purposely keeping you back and then just say, go, you can make it, do your thing without any help, without any resources. How do you do that? And um, an organization like yours, you can't change that, but you can become all these things to make sure that the right people understand it when the time is right. Do you feel like after 10 years that you have the ears of people uh, who?
1: Need to understand those points? Sure, I think we do and, and it is a huge challenge I mean, having 450 laps Of the 500 laps done uh, In advance before Another racer begins You know, short of a crash Or disaster happening You know, never catch up But what we
0: can do And that's what Peoples were saying yeah. Why does the system set up that The only way to catch them is if they crash We don't want to crash in America That's not what we want We just want the equity to realize that, okay, you let this person start (laughs) hours ago, years ago, and now if you're going to bring some equity, you don't have to slow them down, right? Right. All you got to do is make sure that everybody has an equal opportunity. That's right.
1: Well, you know, it, I, I relate that to of catching up to my experience in the United States Marine Corps. You know, one of the things in battle that you don't do is leave someone behind. If a, if a fellow Marine gets injured on the battlefield, you know, while you don't stop the pace of uh, the engagement— you do bring up your your colleague who's been injured in the battlefield, and I think that a cor- a cor- across time. What this chamber has been able to do is At least be able to say hey we've got Someone injured on the battlefield If I can use that analogy and We need to make sure that as We move along this pathway of This engagement that we don't Leave anyone behind so while We can't make up for the 450 Laps that advanced Before we began what We can do is ensure that we don't leave anyone Behind and I think this chamber has been Representative of and our work Has been representative of leave no one behind. If someone has an idea, they have a desire, they have a place where they can go and say, look, I may not have it all together today, but with your help, you know, I can make it. Because, again, you got to remember that when these businesses are created in this, in this community, these people hire people. If they don't even if they just remain as a sole proprietor of the money that they earn in this business is spent in our community and it makes our community so much better. So why shouldn't we put all of the tools on the battlefield to ensure that no one's left behind? And, you know, and I think and I strongly believe that our that our board of directors, our leadership within the chamber has been very leaned in to uh, ensuring that whatever those resources may be to ensure no one's left behind, that we put them on the battlefield. And ensure that regardless of you're limping, whether you can run, whether you have a rifle or not, using my uh, military analogy, that you still are in the fight, that you're still engaged. And if you're hurt, that there's someone there that can rescue you and, and, and pull you up and get you to a point where you can get some additional help.
0: Well, uh, if you're just tuning in, we're talking to Antonio Jefferson, the president of the Big Ben Minority Chamber of Commerce. I would tell you to Google him uh, because he keeps mentioning these board members and you do have some amazing board members uh, and some that are very important in this community and representing, I think, uh, um, well, it's representative of your mission and your vision uh, you, and at this event last week, you gave uh, some awards to some of your board members. Uh, A But For Award you gave to Harold Knowles, an attorney in this town. You gave the chairman's award to Monicia Brown of Walmart. Uh, You gave the president's award to Holly Henderson of Gulf Power. Um, These awards that you gave out, uh, how does that What's, what's the message that comes from that? And uh, I, I want to talk about some other ones after you answer that question, sure. uh, particularly uh, Jane Marks, who's been in business for 53 years, a wh- black woman in business for 53 years in this community. You gave her a Lifetime Achievement Award. Talk sure. to us about all that.
1: So, you know, in, in our cre- creation and thought of, you know, who should we recognize in this community? Obviously, you start with thinking about how your board members have contributed to the mission of the organization, which leads to the recognitions that that we have done with those particular board members. But more importantly, there are a lot of individuals, Jane Marks and others that I'm sure we'll talk about, that have put in the work, that have made the sacrifices, that have stories, right, that we can share with other people in this community. And I, I'm sure, Sean, you've heard... People say, give a person their flowers while they're living. Right And so often You know You go to You know At the end These end of life services For a lot of individuals In our community And and some of which A lot of folks Are standing in there Saying how great they were And the contributions They made to the community But in the case Like Harold Knowles You know You never You never acknowledge that In a a significant way Somebody like Jane Marks You know How many flowers Have we given And how many And and thinking backwards How many families has Jane impacted across her entire career in the mental health space. That, if you could catalog that and the impact of that... That would be an amazing thing because lives have been saved. Families have been saved. You know, you think about um, uh, Harold Knowles' journey of being the first, one of the first African-American students at, at, uh, at Leon and what that really meant. Now, we talk about Black History, during Black History Month, but at the end of the day, then you think about how strong those shoulders had to be to stand there and, 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 and endure You know those pressures and still go on to continue to be a successful attorney in this town and have the impact as a mentor on so many other lawyers in our community. So you know, again, I think our chamber. You know, we try to be thoughtful about who these individuals are and the other ones that we've recognized. But you know, it 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 is worthy of our time to pause for a moment to recognize the many contributions that these individuals have made to the chamber, to our community as a whole.
0: Yeah, and. When you talk about Jane Marks, it's more than just the family she's touched. I mean, the you got to give her credit for where the narrative of where mental health has come, Absolutely. uh, in, in, in this community. Uh, she's at the forefront and you know, you also awarded people from your leadership team that, that yeah. you know, Larice Thomas, who, uh, was a part of putting together this whole deal and, uh, was responsible for putting together the town hall meetings that you did. You know, we didn't talk about those, but you did some significant town hall meetings that were real town hall meetings, not, Absolutely. not things that just, uh, brought, People to the table, it, people left with solutions. Um, unbelievable. Christique Henry, who we hear is synonymous with Southside. You gave her an award um, for the great work that she's doing. You did a lot to say a, a lot about this community, but did you do all that because it also speaks to the BBMC?
1: Oh, absolutely! Through and, those people, a- absolutely. And, and and the folks that we recognize, and just going back to Larice for just a second, uh, Larice, and for all of those that know Larice Thomas in this community, know that she's a she is one of the most outstanding individuals as it relates to having an appreciation for the struggles of, of African Americans and in, in, in the business sector. Uh, she has an appreciation and understanding of you know, and have kept me, you know, as a president, guided in, in ensuring that we keep at the front of our uh, mission who we really work for, who, who are we doing this work for on an everyday basis. F- folks like Chris Steak, Soul of the South Side, I, I, you know, um, <clears> the <throat> Community business services, you know, and some of these some of these folks that we've recognized are not even members of our chamber, but we recognize that the fact that they're having such an impact on this community community business. Tyrone Davis from Direct Auto, uh, awesome uh, philanthropist in this community that is giving back, that goes into Gaston County every year to ensure that families are eating that during the holidays and kids have toys during the holidays. I mean, these are things that while they're are wonderful for the recipients at the moment that they're receiving them. You know, these folks go back and they've done it not because of the recognition that they're going to get, but just because that's in their spirit, because they have a pledge commitment to giving back to the community. So, Why not? Why not this chamber take into consideration, not only its members in its recognition, but those people that are out there that are doing this work every day that makes Tallahassee, Leon County, our region, uh, a better place to live, work and play.
0: We celebrate you here, too, on the Sean Pittman Show. And and I got to tell you, uh, to all the people who were awarded something, congratulations. And it's not for you to stop. It's for you to continue. And then for all those people who weren't given an award and don't want an award, like the Dana Dudleys of the world and the Jamie Van Peltz of the world and the Terrence Barbers of the world that are all very much a part of uh, the Big Ben Minority Chamber, the Marcus Nicholases of the world. Uh, You know, great team. And and, and finally, uh, Mr. President, you, uh, who, you know, weren't given an award. You're not doing it for an award, but but the work that you guys are doing and the leadership that you're providing is helping this community. So 10 years. Yes. But give us 10 more. And uh, and, and even more than that, uh, this community just thanks you. And thanks to BBMC. And, thank I, and, and I thank you for coming on the show to really
1: talk about that. Thank you, Sean. And I appreciate this moment. OK,
0: listen, stay with us. And uh, man, go on Google. If you're a business out there. Uh, Google BBMC Google Big Ben Minority Chamber uh, Join the chamber And we'll be right back after this
1: It's time for Pittman's Point On
0: ninety-six-one Jams Welcome back to the show And listen A face that looks like mine Is now on the Supreme Court Uh, Of the United States of America. It's hard to believe Y'all that that, uh, we had to wait until 2022 to see a black woman On the U.S. Supreme Court Uh, Not only will Ketanji Brown Jackson Be the first black woman to sit on The court uh, since it was assembled In 1790 uh, She will be the first justice y'all with experience As a public defender to join the Bench that has hosted many Former prosecutors. Why is that Important? It's important because A public defender see The law in a way that is delivered at a real personal level. A public defender is someone who has stood up for the constitutional principles of everyone and is entitled to a lawyer. And because of that experience, when Jackson takes her seat on the nine justice panel, y'all, raising his female contingent to four, a historical number that brings a majority of female justices within reach, she will be a superb Supreme Court justice. We should all be moved by this occurrence. We should be moved by her resilience and her tenacity, Uh, she is the realization of the promise given by parents who were themselves brought up under uh, racial segregation in the U.S. South. The symbolism of Jackson being the first black woman on the Supreme Court resonates deeply uh, as a moment of promise, of hope, and the breaking of yet another barrier. It should also ignite a hunger in all of us for deeper change that goes beyond just representation. America may see black excellence as an oxymoron, but black excellence is for us and we should, as Jackson has beautifully modeled, fully embrace our blackness and our ability to be excellent at the same time. Listen, the Pittman point today, after saying all that, you should not and must not shrink yourself in order to succeed. Continue to break barriers and become the first in your fields. We have a lot to be proud of today. But the 53 to 47 vote means we still have a long way to go. One of the most exciting things for me in this moment is as a father of little girls, little black girls, is the fact that they were able to look at the television and see someone achieve something incredibly great and incredibly American and say to themselves, that could be me one day. Let's continue to fight, y'all. Let's continue to fight for change and to diversify the people that are in power, uh, who make the decisions that will influence us day by day and generations to come. This has been the Sean Pittman Show. We'll see you in seven.